So this is so awesome. Holy Thursday. If you've never been, welcome. This is an incredible mass. It's like my top, it's a, a top three masses of the whole year. This is one of them. The, the fact that we get to celebrate the institution of the Eucharist, like the fact that Jesus is here. We get to receive him. We get to receive God. I know a lot of you went on the Father's House Retreat a couple weeks ago, and you had the experience of literally being right in front of the face of Jesus in the Eucharist, that you were blessed with the monstrance. And it, I know for a lot of you, it rocked your world. And if it wasn't for this night, 2,000 years ago, we wouldn't have that. If it wasn't for this night, um, we also wouldn't have the priesthood. So this is when the, the apostles... They were ordained priests. They were made priests, made apostles, made, made bishops. And what is so incredible about that is that if it wasn't for this day 2,000 years ago, we wouldn't have the Eucharist. We wouldn't have priests. If it wasn't for this day 2,000 years ago, we wouldn't have forgiveness of sins. We wouldn't have anointing. We wouldn't have confirmation. And so this is such an incredible day to celebrate. And so please, celebrate. Um, and I guess the thing that I have been reflecting on when it comes to Holy Thursday, is uh, something that Pope Benedict XVI wrote. He, he was a pope, a pope ago. He wrote an article called The Nothingness of the Twelve. And it, like, it rocked me, at least, um, where he talks about the nothingness of the Twelve Apostles. That when it comes down to it, if you really think about it, like the Apostles, they kind of sucked. I don't know if you can say sucked in church, but they it was just... It, they, they were just kind of nothing. Like, if you think about, like, what did Peter, James, John, what did they, they themselves, like Peter himself, what did he actually contribute to the world? What did he actually do for the world himself? Like, he didn't really do anything. If anything, he, like, we know him as the one who, like, denied Jesus. Um, but yet, God works through all of the apostles and everything that the apostles do when they go out, they're sent, that they, they give their lives to literally the whole world and evangelize the whole world, that is what Christ is doing through them. That in a way, the nothingness of the 12, the nothingness of the priesthood, it was just really challenging me that it's just, it's not about me. It's not about Father Connor. It's about Christ working through the, the, the priesthood. And so I, one thing to really reflect on is, is that when we really need a priest, have you ever thought about this? Like, when you really, really, really needed a priest, did you need, like, Father Tim or, like, Father Connor? You just needed a priest. When you were desperate to go to confession or desperate to receive the Lord in communion, you just need a priest. And it doesn't have to be a holy priest or a good priest or a funny priest or a priest that wears cool shoes. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be that and you just need a priest and so my invitation is is to see the beauty of the nothingness of the 12 the nothingness of the priesthood when i was praying about it it's like yeah all the thi- all the cool things that i do it's actually not it's not me it's not little timmy it's jesus and it, it just like it's so good to know that and it's so good to know that from our hearts that we celebrate the priesthood today we celebrate the eucharist and we celebrate christ Working, working through the priesthood. And so, um, I'm just going to say this. If, when you, like, I'd say 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, you, you're going to forget my name. You're going to forget Father Connor's name. No, no, seriously, you are. It's going to happen. Because you're just going to, you know, you're going to grow up and 
it's, that's just what's going to happen. And if, if you forget our names, you know, and you remember Jesus, then we succeeded. Um, and like, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, that's, yeah, it's going to happen. Like, yeah, what, what was that guy's name? Father Conrad or something like that. I don't know, something. He went bald, whatever. You know, who was that? Who was that guy, that Father Tim guy? Yeah, I don't know. I think his name was Father Tim. He got really fat and died. I don't know. But, like, if you 10, 15, 20, 30 years from now, if you remember, or if, let's say you don't, let's, if, you, if you don't care about Mass anymore, if you haven't been in confession in like 15, 20, 30 years, you don't read scripture anymore, you don't really remember Jesus, then I was a bad priest. But 15, 20, 30 years from now, if you do remember the Lord, if you are going to Mass, if you are deeply desiring to receive Him in the Eucharist, you're going to adoration, you're going to confession, you're just diving into the Word, then that was, that was a good priest. Um, and so that's my invitation, just to really reflect on the beauty of the nothingness, the nothingness of the priest, the nothingness of the twelve, because it is all about Christ. Um, lastly, one thing about Holy Thursday, like if you've ever been, you know that there's like the washing of the feet, that we heard this in the gospel today, that Jesus washes the feet of the apostles. He washes the very, the dirtiest part of the apostles' bodies, like the feet, where they're walking with sandals, with dirt, like all over the place. And he's doing that for them. That Father Connor gave a really great, a lit, just absolutely lit homily yesterday um, on Wednesday. It was all about like Judas being the one who betrays Jesus. And how one of the most horrible things that we can do as human beings, as Father Connor said, is to betray someone. To be a betrayer. Like, when we talk about Dante and the circles of hell, as Father Connor talked about, like, the deepest hell is where Judas is, where betrayal is. Because you cannot betray someone you don't know. You always betray a friend. You always betray someone who you love, who you know. You can't betray a stranger. And so this day, what happens? Jesus, as, as Ella said, as Ella read in the second reading, what did she say right before Jesus goes into giving of himself in the Eucharist, doing the, the Last Supper? On the night when he was betrayed. What is, this is Christ who, on the night he was betrayed, on the night when the most horrible thing happened to him, he gives himself to us. He thinks of us, he gives us the Eucharist, he gives us priests. He gives his whole body for us, his body and his blood, that on the night he was betrayed, at the very worst of us, he gives himself. That's insane. On the very night he was betrayed, when we are at our worst, he washes our feet. He washes the apostles' feet. So my invitation for all of us is to recognize that is the love of Christ. That in our worst, just think about the worst sin you've ever committed. Don't think about it too long. But think about that and know that that is when Jesus is at his best. That when we are at our worst, he is at his best and he gives himself completely for us. And so very, very shortly, um, we have our 12 coming forward to get their feet washed. But as they are getting their feet washed, I invite you 
to really enter into that prayer. The, the very worst of ourselves, the things that we are most ashamed of. Here is Jesus who all he desires is to wash your feet, to wash you clean, to love you with an incredible love. So allow yourselves to be loved tonight and know we have an incredible God who at our worst, he is at his best.